Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd. We took all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 238, we're discussing Hasbro PulseCon. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. I'm Sanjay. Oh guys, we have got a very special episode this week. It is all about the Toy Talk. Hasbro PulseCon, it delivered in a big way. And guys, right before we started podcasting here, Carlos looked and said, is this an intervention? What What is this, actually? Because what Hasbro laid down over the weekend has given me all sorts of that plastic anxiety. I'm already, I'm already trembling for 2021, and I ripped apart my nerd room today because I was like, I need to make space for stuff, for everything, from all these franchises. Guys, we're going to talk about Transformers, G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, Marvel, Star Wars, everything delivered this weekend. The convention itself, virtual, it was excellent. I loved it. And guys, I can't wait to get into the Toy Talk and to hear how much and how painful this next year and a half is going to be because of what has been revealed here. And what are we jumping into? What are we going to get into? What are you guys excited about? I can't wait to discuss, and I can't wait to discuss more with you guys out there listening to the pod. Gentlemen, like... I'm excited, I'm ecstatic, and we, we got to get right into it, to our current toys, and then we're going to get into the future toys in just a little bit. So we're going to kick this thing off, of course, with our Weeks in Nerd. And I, we're going to kick this around the table like we always do and just see what everyone has been up to. It's It's been a very interesting week. It, for me, again, it's going back and do a little bit of the retro dive in, a little bit of veering away from my comfort zone and picking up and adding to the uh, the mounting variety here that I have in the nerd room, but first off, I gotta hear what you guys have been up to, Carlos, my dude. You know you're coming off of a pretty hot couple of weeks. We had some uh, interesting exchanges with the misses as to what's been going on in your household lately. So what's <laughs> going on with you? I know I'm getting outed here yeah. in public forums. <laughs> it's uh, it's the beginning of the end. Even Troy was like just throwing the towel. Yeah. <laughs> throwing the damn towel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it was a bit, it was, well, slightly slower week, I guess. But uh, lots of hunting, not a lot of success. But uh, there ended up being a surprise poster drop on Friday, Thursday, maybe. But anyways, uh, Tyler Stout, a renowned artist in the poster world he's famous for a lot of the work that he's done with mondo like his avengers is one of the most coveted posters that they've ever put out but uh yeah like thursday night friday morning i wake up to an email saying that he was releasing a terminator poster from the original movie and uh yeah i kind of ran it by my daughter she fell in love with this thing right away because not only was it his style but um it was kind of all black gray and then pink and blue highlights all over it um for the effects and so yeah she's like i gotta have this and i was like i gotta make it happen i guess so <laughs> oh um, shucks. Wait, 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 hold on back the truck up here so you ran it by your, your daughter or did you use a jedi mind trick and convince her that she needed it when actuality you needed it uh, i'm gonna plead the fifth on this <laughs> as the as the presidential debates are going on oh, as we yeah. record this i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to borrow that little uh, get out of jail free card there. So, <laughs> yes. So we got, we landed that and that's on its way. And I cannot wait to have that rocking in the poster wall. And then uh, Sunday, went out, did some hunting, went over to see our boy Marty. And I, I don't, I can't even remember what exact 
exactly I was targeting, but it wasn't there. But what I did find was that he had obviously been bringing some stuff up from the from the archives yeah. and putting it out. But I ended up finding the rocket launcher version of RoboCop from the RoboCop versus Terminator figures that NECA put out. Ooh. And they put these things out years ago, and they are long gone. But I found one there for like 25 bucks, and I don't think that they were on the shelf for less than 40 So, yeah, it's cool. Like, it's like the RoboCop figure by NECA, but he's all painted up in that kind of 16-bit color scheme. And then they put, like, the flame on him and stuff, like when he's getting battle damaged and and rocked on. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. And they actually made the box to look like the – do you remember the SNES box, how it had that big, Mm -hmm. hard plastic black um, CPU? Yeah. Yeah, that that's what they made the box look like on the outside. So <laughs> it's so cool. Wicked. So yeah, I had to I had to take it. There was just the one there, and it was an hour never kind of proposition. So so much like Tim, just had to go into those uh, the and beyond section of the nerd room and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. bring that guy home. We're really really leaning into the and beyond here this week. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love going up to Marty's place because shout out Phoenix Comics here Southwest. He's always got something different. Every it never is stagnant. Like he's always rotating stuff, and you get in there, and it's like, well, where did this come from? Because I, I come in here every single week, and I've never seen this in here. And I'll ask him, I'll be like, oh, you got a bunch of new stuff in? No, I was just in the basement and brought a bin up. It's like, oh man, for real? Like it's, I love that. And he's always buying collections and putting collections in there. I've sold him stuff in the past, and it's cool to see how like it cycles through and different, and you get in kind of a variety of everything in there. I find I go in for a couple comic books. I walk out 90% of the time with one or two action figures out of there. Yeah. And it was crazy busy there when we went. Like That's the good. record store actually had a lineup in it. Wow. It was insane. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what was going on that particular time, but yeah, I was I was happy to find my treasure and like people were buying stuff up like you wouldn't believe. It was hilarious. So, everyone's got a bit of extra cash kicking around and that has seemingly gone towards collectibles and personal items because marty was even telling me he's like it's been crazy there for the last you know since really stuff started to lift here and he said people are just coming in and, and enjoying the space enjoying comics enjoying collectibles which i love because mm-hmm. clearly hasbro's really pushing that NECA is everyone right it's it's seems to be this generic embrace of of collectibles in this 80s and 90s era which is all of our wheelhouse right now. And we're getting delivery of some incredible stuff. And to continue with that, man, Troy, like we saw some awesome stuff at, at PulseCon, and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But were you able to find anything out in the grind this weekend? Listen, I tell you, after watching that PulseCon, I don't know about you guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people out there, once you witness or watch one of these cons, you got to get an itch. You got to go out there and find something <laughs> to scratch it. And I'm, I'm feeding for. I had a, I had a pretty decent week the week before. After watching this con, I was like, I need more. Give it to me. So I, um, I went out to Toys R Us, and I was like, I got to find something. I'm not leaving empty-handed. I don't care if I buy like a repack of something. I need something new. <laughs> so, um, I'm going through the aisles, and then I do a double take, and I see the the Magneto and Charles Xavier from the Fox X Men line. Ooh just sitting there and i was like oh no way like this is here come on and then next beside it i saw the old man hawkeye and old man wolverine and i was like oh 
have mercy. Well, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to buy both of these because I think they're like 70 bucks each. Yeah, I'm like, not cheap. I already broke the rule, right? I'm like, I, I crossed that line because normally it's like 35 bucks, maybe even 40. I'll sit up, but I was like, I need that Magneto. Like, I love Fastbender's Magneto. So I picked that thing up right away. Um, then what else happened? I picked some comic books. Man, the comic books, uh, I read the latest Thor. This Thor book by uh, Donnie Yates, man. It's just, oh, it's, or Donnie Cates, sorry. It's just, it's so good. It's so good, man. It never cools off. It's always taking me somewhere different. I just love the mythos this guy's building in this mm-hmm. world. Um, X-Men, House of, or Creations, sorry, Sword of X of Creations? X of Swords. X of Swords. I, I had to hit my boy up, Carlos, here, and I went in. I was like, dude, this is Hickman on full blast. And um, it's such a good book. I can't wait for this event to unfold. I'm all in. I didn't think I was going to, I thought I was kind of going to sleep on this event just because I was like, X-Men and swords, like really, like I think of swords when it comes to the mutants, it's like magic and maybe Nightcrawler. That's about it. Um, but I I love what they're saying up here. I told Carlos, basically it's like Mortal Kombat meets Soul Calibur, uh, meets Game of Thrones. It's meets the mutants, man, meets the X-Men. Um, it's dope. It's so good, guys. I highly recommend diving into this event. You can start with that book. Um, picked up that. Uh, and then I picked up, oh, you know, speaking of Marty, I, uh, I found Kit Fisto. So, oh, you I got it there? Him, yeah, I found nice. him at, uh, at Marty. He had one there. I was, so sorry, Grabs. I, I, I mean, I, I'm looking for you, too, because I know Kit Fisto's your dude. But there was only one there. And I saw this guy. I did a double, di- a double take again. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I basically managed to pick up this whole wave through Marty, uh, Phoenix Comics. The only thing I'm missing is Obi-Wan. And then I got that whole prequel wave. Um, so that was my that was my my week of nerd. I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. It's been some really good comic books, and it's been some solid uh, toy collecting, man. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. that's about it, man. man. That's all I got. That's some, you know, coming off that absolutely mountain of a week you had last week. Yeah. <laughs> you had a bit yeah. of everything. But <laughs> what's the head swap like on that Magneto? Because have you done that? Because having at least the pictures when we discussed it a while back when it was first yeah. announced, I had some yeah. trepidation about that head swap because it was a Fassbender likeness for the costume. And then yeah. you put on the McKellum head, and I thought it yes. looked weird. Does it look weird in hand? Honestly, I didn't even bother using the McKellen head because <laughs> I've seen, I can't remember if it's Shardimus Prime. I've seen one of the videos out there and I saw the head swaps and I'm like, that's just not right. Because like you mentioned, it's clearly Fastbender's body. Um, and I mentioned before with this X-Men wave, the body bucks are a little bit bigger. It's like Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a little bit thicker as is. So putting on that old man head on there. <laughs> it just it just doesn't really work. Plus the helmet looks cool on the fast benders. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Days of Future Past. Um, I gotta say though, the Patrick Stewart head definitely looks a lot better on the McAvoy body, I gotta say. But just the way that I have it going on is because I have a young Magneto, I gotta have a younger Charles. Yeah, just what it makes sure. sense for me to have one being older. But um, yeah, you know, Hasbro's been killing it with these face apps, man. These things look great. Even the McKillian head, like honestly, if I get another pack, I'll probably Grab Xavier, um, take off his little vest underneath, and I'll throw like maybe the old Magneto's head on mm-hmm. there without the helmet, and he could do some kind of cool stuff like that because that would probably fit him a little bit better. But the body that he has right now, he, he's kind of deezed a little bit. It just, yeah. it just doesn't make any, any well, sense to put him on. Well, I guess maybe with that that Magneto head or the McKellen head, at least you have yeah. that head swap for something down the road to customize and that, which would exactly. be pretty cool to see. Exactly, um, exactly, cause, man. Because yeah. it's crazy that I haven't dipped into it. And I know I said I would. 
but I've been kind of holding holding steady here because of the rest. Because I guess my original plan was, yeah, I'll go into that because there'll be no MCU Legends because that's all yeah. I collect. But that yeah. has certainly changed in the last six months. <laughs> so <laughs> I've kept my distance from them. But I am seeing them quite quite deep in some places. I've seen that Mystique you know, stacked pretty deep in Mystique. a few Walmarts. Yeah, and, Wolverine too is starting to stack up a couple bit, a yeah, couple, a couple so stores I've seen. If they do see a discount either on Amazon Days or something like that, I might might pull the trigger on a few of those to display because they are they are like you said the face apps are unbelievable on these crazy. right now. It's crazy. crazy, crazy good. So Sunny man, I know you're you're super excited to talk Hasbro Pulse Con. We finally Absolutely. got you talking toys in a big way on Twitter this yeah. weekend, and we're gonna save that, but. Did any of that excitement bleed over into into the collection of steelbooks or anything like that this weekend? Um, well, I did get um, a couple movies. Uh, nothing like in the in the nerd space or anything like that. Um, I picked up this movie from um, director Ridley Scott. You may have heard of him. Oh my uh, Called Black Rain. It looked like an interesting film. It has Michael Douglas and involves these cops. Nineties film, and they have to take the suspect back to japan i thought it might be like a fun romp but uh that's that's the only movie i picked up but i did go to a movie now if you're living in calgary like i am um the movie theaters are open and um i felt very safe going um to my local theater and me and my wife went to see tenant and um I'll just say I'm very grateful that I saw it before I had to give a review. So I appreciate Troy and Carlos giving that review because I would have no idea how to review this film. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was good. I really liked the action scenes. I thought the sound, the score, Troy, you, you nailed it. The score was amazing. The sound editing was pitch perfect. And just hearing it like buzzing around you was great. The story at times, I got a little bit lost. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely not a movie where you can just get a bag of popcorn, shut your brain off for two hours, and enjoy it. Like, you got to do some, like, serious critical thinking uh, for this film. And, you know, uh, I do – I did enjoy it. But to be honest with you, I do want to see it a second and third time. Now, that's the mark of a great movie that you want to see it again and again. Um, so take that as you will. This is by no means like a like a negative review on the movie, but I definitely feel like a second and third viewing will enhance um, your appreciation of this film. I, I gotta say, like I, I still enjoyed it and I had a really good time. But I definitely like there's I know there's like parts where if I see it a second and third time, I'll be like, oh okay, like that makes more sense. And and that's like so typical Christopher Nolan, right? Like if you look at all his films, pretty much all of them the films get better as you watch them. Right. And like, that's why he's probably my favorite director uh, working today is just that you just pick up stuff that you kind of miss on a first go around. So highly recommend it. If you have a chance to see it and you have, you know, your theaters are open and you feel safe enough to go to the theater, um, you know, and the theaters are taking proper precautions. My theater had like no one sitting beside you, no one sitting in front or behind you. And they had um, cardboard uh, displays up to block like, the person sitting like right next to you. So, uh, you know, I, I felt safe. Um, and if you can see it, see it, if not, you know, just wait for it on video on demand or on Blu-ray or 4k, uh, most likely 4k. <laughs> but, uh, besides that, you know, I have these horror marathons that I've been doing. And since since everyone's been clamoring for my next one, you know, I thought I'd, I'd pick my own, um, my own horror marathon genre and so I went with Stephen King films. Now, Stephen King, to me, he is such an amazing 
horror writer. I say this, and yet I've never read a single book of his. But I mean, his movies, like the movies based on his books are all really good. Well, not all of them, but some of them are really good. <laughs> and so <laughs> some of them are not very particularly well done. But I still have like an enjoyment with him. Even like the really bad Stephen King films, I really like enjoy him. Like he really has built his own genre upon himself so so here it is if you if you're you know you it's halloween getting close to halloween and you you know you want to cuddle up with that special someone and you're like let's let's get freaky tonight let's watch stephen king films right like um this is this is the three movies that i would suggest you watch to have an amazing horror marathon now the first one i'm suggesting is the original pet cemetery and i thought i would just read a little bit of the descriptions off imdb because i don't want to spoil anything and i feel like imdb does a good job of not spoiling things so the description says after tragedy strikes a grieving father discovers an ancient burial ground behind his home with the power to raise the dead well i love this one this film is is made in the 80s and it definitely has like that 80s horror film vibe to it and it was man this film is freaky and it's like interesting and it keeps you on the edge of your seat man check this one out and then after that, you're like, okay, so I saw Pet Cemetery. I'm a little bit scared. You know, maybe Sanjay will suggest something a little bit, you know, lighter. Not true. Not true. I'm going to suggest something <laughs> even as scary, if not scarier. I'm going to go with Misery. Now, this is like from the early 90s. I think this came out in 1990. And it says, after a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realize that the care he is receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity and abuse. Bum, bum, I feel bum. like, you know, that, that's, this film is like very on the nose for like fandom today uh, with uh, the main character, you know, um, <laughs> trapping the author and forcing him to write stuff that only she wants and, you know, make the book that only she wants. So um, check that out. I think that's a great second film in the trilogy of these films. And the third one, you know, I'm going to suggest no, spo no surprise here. It's my favorite horror film, maybe my favorite film of all time. And it's The Shining. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, who uh, directed this, it says a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future. <gasps> this, this film here, you know I talked about Tenet and how you enjoy it more in a second and third viewing. The Shining for me is kind of that film. I can never get sick of watching this film. I could just watch it and then I could like put it back in and watch it again. It's kind of like my homecoming, Troy. Like, and I don't, I don't, I don't do that too often. You know, if I see a film, I, I normally need like a little bit of time before I watch that film again. This film here, every time I watch it, I enjoy it more. I pick up little things. It's just, it's a perfect film. It messes with your mind. It's freaky as all hell. And it's an amazing film to watch before Halloween. So if you're going to sit down and watch the Stephen King movie marathon suggested by the one and only Sanjay, suggest you start with Pet Cemetery, then Misery, and then The Shining. And then, you know, when you can't sleep, you can you can let me know and I'll apologize because this, this marathon will mess you up. It's, it's three of the best horror films of all time and three of the best Stephen King films. So, you know, if you're out there and you're like, Sanjay, those choices suck, I would have suggested these movies. Let me know on Twitter. You know, give me a shout out. Say, Sanjay, you should have included it, or you should have included Christine, or Carrie, or Cujo, or I was gonna. I, I literally thought you were gonna say that. And I was like, he's going. Yeah. He's gonna spin this into Shawshank. Shawshank, as amazing film as that is, yeah. would you classify it as horror? 
Oh, I would well, not. No. I would no. not. No, That's I would one not. Only things outside of most of his stuff, eh? That's not. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. That and yeah. Green Mile, right? Mm-hmm. Green Mile. Oh, that's him too. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Stand place. by Me. Yeah, Stand by Me is a fantastic, oh, yeah, fantastic a film. I, the closest I'm gonna get to The Shining is the Simpsons adaptation of it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's I've a never, good one. never seen any of these movies. <laughs> I, I should I should clarify. Don't watch the Shining from I think it was the '80s that Stephen King put out because he was mad because Stanley Kubrick put it out and he's like, "This is nothing like my book." And then so he put out his own, which was more like the book. And I I watched it and it's it's not nearly as good. It's just it's just not. Um, but if you want to like add a fourth, Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, I definitely slept on that film. And uh, oh, when I went to go see it, I think like COVID was just starting, and then it like kind of left theaters or it left theaters like because it didn't do so well in theaters it left theaters early so i never got to see it in theaters which is a big disappointment for me in my like movie watching library history thingy but uh yeah <laughs> dr sleep is a terrific fantastic sequel to the shining so I-, I threw in a bonus for you if you're feeling a little extra frisky and you want to watch that one for us so well, well there it is sunny bring in the heat bring in the recommendations and I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of this. I'm not getting anywhere near this stuff, but I'd be interested <laughs> to hear what you guys have to think. So maybe maybe next week I'll do a horror films for families that you can sit down with your whole family and you can watch these horror films. Interesting. I, I, I'll be waiting on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, before we jump into some Toy Talk and Hasbro PulseCon, because that is what our pure coverage is this week. It's only Hasbro PulseCon. It's only toys. And guys, before I got really you know, that, that plastic anxiety building up. I, I was out and I've been obsessing over the Kijiji hunt. It has been my prime focus for the last like three weeks, almost like three, four five times a day. I got the app up and I'm scrolling through all my safe searches and all that. And it, it provided again for me in two different ways. I went on a real selling spree this past week. I I'd taken stuff out I'm constantly cycling stuff through the nerd room here. I'm constantly tweaking because I want to make a video, but I'm looking to have my room perfect. It's like, okay, I need this piece. I need this. But as I was pulling out bins and as I'm doing this, I'm like, okay, I'll throw some stuff up on Kijiji. So I managed to sell quite a bit of some exclusive Funkles that I had that I no longer wanted and some stuff from the Smuggler's Bounty that I didn't want anymore. And I found a guy on, on Kijiji that was more than willing to pay, and I just used the Funko app. And I said, this is the price that is trending. And this is what I'm putting up for. And I met the guy. I don't meet at my house. I meet kind of just up the street. And him and I had this great conversation about Funkos and collecting and his obsession over Funkos now. And I said, you know what, man? I'm really glad we had this conversation because these are pieces that I, I purchased early on when Star Wars was at a fever pitch and all that. And I'm glad they're going to a collector that isn't going to flip them or, or a scalper. Someone's going to appreciate them and put them in their collection. And so me selling stuff, this is the first time I've really sold quite a bit of stuff and selling to someone, especially that is a, a real collector and is going to display it. I'm, so, I'm happy it's gone to a good home. But what that did is it, it gave me a little extra cash, a little hunt capital to really dig down into the depths of Kijiji. And I managed to find, you know, I guys, I've been talking a lot about Jurassic Park lately and I got in that Funko kick and I managed to find the entire set of Jurassic Park Funko Pops. And a little discussion here and there, wheeling and dealing. I managed to get them for sub 10 bucks each for all the whole set. And I'm super stoked to have these in the collection. And what's nice about it, it puts a nice cap on that. (laughs) I'm not chasing anything else. 
but I've got them all, the 25th anniversary stuff. And it's something that I slept on, and I don't know why. My, my connection to Jurassic Park has always been really strong. And for some reason, I just ignored these, and I have regretted it for quite some time, and even especially over the last couple of weeks. Because I literally went everywhere in the city to see if they were still lingering. Because I remember seeing the Hammond and the Malcolm and the Grant and never pulling the trigger on them. And now, in retrospect, it was good because I got them for about half price. So I was super excited to to get that. And then just drifting around the Black Series, I, I found Orange Cardback Mall and a Stormtrooper for 20 bucks a piece. And I didn't even think about it. Like, I have both of them. I just bought them. I was like, 20 bucks. Like, that mall easily goes for at least double that on the market. And the Stormtrooper as well. And so my plan is actually to take those and swap out because the mall is actually in better condition than the mall I have. When I ordered it originally back in like 2014, it showed up with a bit of a dent in the box. So I can swap that out and I'm either going to use them as something to trade with to get them to in the hands of another collector, see what the guys in the Commonwealth maybe potentially would want, or I'm going to try to like just incorporate them into the collection by taking them right out of the box. And it's not my first choice, but it's this is the type of thing that I'm, I'm finding way almost too much success on Kijiji because I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, boom, I have to, like, I need it. Like I need to pull this in because someone else is going to buy it and put it up for 40, 50 bucks. Like if I sell this thing, it's going to be for this price I paid for it. Or I'm going to try to trade for something, right? Like that, that best guard Mando, if I can, if I can make it happen. But uh, it, it's been all about the Kijiji guys and buying, selling and, and having fun over there. And, you know, I, like Troy likes to say, you know, ain't no shame in, in the figure game. It's it's all about Kijiji right now. And I'm having a blast with it. And to the point where I, I've now started between this and Hasbro PulseCon, I've started to like rearrange the room. And by about noon today, I had the whole room pulled apart. So <laughs> back to square one almost. But it's it's been Wouldn't an absolute blast. You to go back to working from the work. <laughs> well, it's funny because like, like my, my podcasting station and the nerd room – and my my work now because I work from home and probably will for a while now is all in the same room, and so any downtime I'm like spinning around. I'm like, okay, so I've I had way too much time to think about stuff in here, <laughs> and in that in itself is is probably not great because I find that's where I'm doing more of the tweaking, and it's just trying to find a nice balance. And some of the stuff we're going to talk about here in a few minutes is what's really crept in. You know, I need some more space for Jurassic Park. I need more space for Turtles and Ghostbusters and. And so nothing is being shifted out or shoved out. It's just being moved around in a certain way where I can ex- more explicitly show off the depth and the breadth of the collection now. And so exciting times, guys. Very exciting times. Everyone's having these these weeks that, you know, they ebb and flow a little bit. But the thing I love is, is the Star Wars Marvel DC and beyond of all of this, guys. It's a lot of fun seeing the expansion of what we do here in the Nerd Room. And Hasbro PulseCon is something that that really helps out with that. It's this new virtual convention. You know, we've seen a lot of this, and we've given a lot of praise and heaped a ton of praise on DC and other, I guess, arenas that are using this or other franchises that are using this as a platform. But Hasbro, for the most part, in previous years, has really relied on things like San Diego, Celebration, New York Comic Con, as launch pads for their lines. And we've seen Hasbro more recently move away from pure concentration on Marvel and Star Wars and really expand their brand to include a whole bunch of new and exciting. Like they've always had Transformers and these things, but if I find now more than ever that they're really expanding to the point where it's starting to pull in a whole new 
group of collectors. Like I'm firing this stuff to my cousins that and being like, guys, you collected Joe back in the day. Look what they're doing right now. <laughs> and, and so this, this event two days long, it was super well put together. It was, wasn't quite interactive, but it had kind of these moments where it stopped for a minute and they veered over to talk about the franchises. Jason Riemann was there to talk a bit about Ghostbusters. There's a trailer for Marvel 616, the new anime or the new uh, semi-documentary style of, of, of chronicling Marvel and in the real world that's hitting Disney Plus here in a couple weeks. We had musical performances. Like the whole idea of the event and the virtual aspect of it to me really landed. Troy, man, did you have time to check out Hasbro Pulse Con in its entirety or even bits and pieces? And what did you think of the event itself outside of the reveals? Yeah, so no, I was I was working away, so I didn't actually get a chance to watch the event uh, nowhere near as much in depth as I did with uh, DC Fandom. So I can't really judge it. But um, I guess basically, you know, for I think the first day, I just checked out your feed um, <laughs> at the Nerd Room's feed, obviously, and um, and just went through everything that I liked, what I didn't like. Um, and then after that, man, is basically just going to a couple of other well-known YouTubers that were going down mm-hmm. um, through the toy lines, such as the uh, the Marvel Legends 375, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, I think we talked about it for two seconds the other day or last episode. But um, no, so I didn't really actually get to check out the event like I wanted to. Is for me, it's just all the reveals. That's what I was really yeah. looking at. So um, hopefully next year, I guess this is going to be an annual thing. My, I assume. I th- I think it depends. I guess really on where they find their engagement levels after this. Are they higher, right. lower, or the same? I think like everything we've discussed with these virtual conventions, mm-hmm. we'll see some sort of hybrid model roll out of all of this where there'll be some of this and there'll be some of the reveals if we do get back to a full-fledged san diego but again like dc fandom this allowed them to own and dominate two days and there's a lot of really positive discussion from what i saw at least now i do have my twitter feed quite detailed and quite curtailed to only positive (laughs) twitter followers and stuff like that and and people that i interact with but overall, I think this thing gave them the focus that they wanted to to really launch some of these lines in a big and serious way. You know, we go back a couple months, Hasbro's not doing so well as a company. And so having the focus on them like this and the excitement behind these brands, especially beyond Marvel and Star Wars, it's got to be all all gold and all, all really, you know, kind of that, that cherry on the top of everything for them is that they're getting this extra bit of, of bump from the positive social interaction with all this. Carlos, you've been a huge supporter of the idea of moving things to more virtual or at least a hybrid model down the road. Did you have a chance to check out Hasbro PulseCon in any sort of detail? And, and if so, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I didn't have a chance to dip in firsthand on the convention, but it might be a testament to its success as to I never felt that I was completely oblivious as to what was going on. And I felt like I always knew what was being revealed and where Hasbro wanted people to know about and get excited about because of social media. Um, I was busy enough that I couldn't sit down and dedicate myself to chunks of this thing, but just dip it onto my social media. It's like I was never at a loss. And your feed even notwithstanding, just everybody else kind of buzzing about Ghostbusters or buzzing about G.I. Joe's or buzzing about even like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I like if I was to 
uh, gauge from a step back the success of the event, I think it had way more of an impact than trying to compete with 97 other brands mm -hmm. on the sneak-a-peak night at SDCC. So, yeah, it was good. I, I think the tail of the tape will be uh, what those receipts look like from the the announcements and then going live on their website but uh I, I, there's yeah. a lot of people going after the the pulse pre-orders and all that and this was a lot of the 2020 stuff they revealed it was it's going on the site at 5 p.m it's going on the site at 5 p.m so as international shoppers like i i stay away from hasbro pulse because one the exchange is killer and two the shipping there is difficult because it turns a 20 dollar 30 dollar figure into a 50 dollar figure and outside of some of the pure exclusives, it just it just doesn't make economic sense for for collectors like us that do go deep into lines to really pick some of this stuff up. So all this is coming to retail, and it was really especially the Black Series stuff. There's some Mando reveals and a few others that I saw. I was like, I really want that, but I'm gonna wait till it's in stores. I'm gonna wait till it hits retail, and and I'm okay with that. Like this stuff to me will eventually show up in some capacity, especially over the holidays here. And some of it's not till 2021, but nonetheless, I think that as people from the international perspective and not really directly ordering, they're doing the pre-orders. I think we Hasbro will facilitate and you know, there've been distribution issues and all that, that we can complain about all day, but I, I don't really think that's going to be a major hindrance with this stuff. I think that we're going to get to a point where, yeah, it's just going to be available, or you have to dip into a place like Marty's. You know, I haven't seen any of the the, the Clone Wars or the sorry, the Attack of the Clones figures on shelves, but you've been able to find the whole wave there, Troy. So it's your local shops, the brick and mortars. They're bringing in those those highly sought after figures, and you just got to be frequenting them. So it's another reason to, to check out your brick and mortar is that they do have a tendency to get these figs in, and uh, and and sometimes in in multiple cases. So. It's exciting, guys. It's super exciting. Now, now, Sanjay, you're a, you know, I'll say you're on the periphery of of collecting here, but being you, you did find yourself <laughs> engaged in some conversation here, which mm -hmm. I, I found to be very exciting for me personally because I, I find that the podcast, in some capacity, is centered really around me trying to encourage you to buy a Funko Pop or or a McFarland or a Marvel Legend or something. <laughs> You but, told me to buy a steelbook, and look where that got me, man. Like, <laughs> you are worse than a dealer. You're going to, like, hey, here's your first McFarlane. Here's your first uh, Hasbro con figure. And you know what? I'm going to be, like, out on the street, like, being, like, hey, spare change we're, we're for all, plastic We're man. all dealing with that issue between the spouses and, and the amount of money that's going out. It's, well, don't uh, bring me into it. Like, dude, I'm good here. We, we like, share everything. Like... We, we, all we want to do is bring you into the excitement. I love this stuff so much. I want you to be as excited about it as the rest of us. And I, yeah, and I got so... that from you this weekend. So this is like one of the first times I've seen you openly admit that you may have to get in on a line. You may have to get in on some of this Transformer stuff. So even the, the excitement percolated right into Sonny's tweets. And I, I love that, man. Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, like this Hasbro Pulse Con kind of snuck up on me. Like I wasn't, I think we probably talked about it last <laughs> podcast. I think <laughs> you were literally there the whole time. I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. Um, but what happened was, well, first off, it was your Twitter feed. You were like saying, like, oh, the Marvel Legends are dropping. And I'm always interested to see, like, what they're going to be bringing up out right like there are some marvel legends that if they were to announce them 
I would pick them up. Like I have a couple Marvel Legends from like the first couple lines still like in the box, but you know, I never really like continued collecting after that. And um so there are a couple that I would jump on. Um I would probably jump on like if they release an onslaught figure. You know, if they ever release one, let me know because I think that'd be super cool. Or like a, if they got they like, did a, a red onslaught, build a figure. Okay. Well, see that that's the thing. The build a figure. I got to buy all the all the figures to build this. Exactly. Figure. Like <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you, man. It's 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 ridiculous. So I, you know, if they got that, or you know, maybe I'm trying to think like a Heroes Reborn line, and they had like the big chested cap or yeah. the Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> the the Iron Man. Helmet. Yeah. What's that? I think he had like an eagle on his helmet, right? Like the A was gone. It was like the eagle mm-hmm. logo, I think, on that one. Oh, only is that I, it? Yeah, man. Only if they sell the figure in box side profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Signed by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, there's like a couple other figures that I might jump on that are Marvel, like Legends. Um, you know, like if they released a Ben Affleck Daredevil. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I, I don't think at any point is anything off the table for Marvel Legends. No. Like this line's going to no. go forever, and we've yeah. seen them go very, very deep. And we're going to get into some of the Marvel stuff a little later. But the line that got you excited, and the first thing we're going to talk about here in the PulseCon coverage, is Transformers. This is going to be a lot of the Beyond stuff, guys. Here and towards until towards the end, we get into some Marvel and Star Wars stuff. But this is, I think, where a lot of the excitement was because this is a part of the expand the brand that Hasbro is really bringing to the table and Transformers being one of them. I think, you know, it's, it's always had quite a presence, but it's never been, I guess, my focus at all. But this Transformers War for Cybertron, so this trilogy that's dropped, I think the first series has dropped on Netflix and Carlos spoke quite highly of it there and kind of grading back into some of the stuff that, that you're familiar with from the 80s. But this has kind of been almost like this multimedia or transmedia approach to this franchise where they're doing this War for Cybertron. It's dropping on Netflix. But then you also got this massive toy line that is is coming fast and furious. And now everyone stayed away from it and consciously away from it. I know Carlos and Troy, you both have mentioned that you've seen this stuff but haven't bought it yet. But the interesting thing about this past weekend, and, you know, guys, we in the past have, have shed quite a bit of praise onto Beast Wars or Beasties. And it seems that, uh, I don't know if this is Series 2 or 3 of the War for Cybertron trilogy, but we're starting to get a really good look as to what's next in the figure space. And we're getting, like, a T-Rex Megatron. We're getting Optimus Primal. We're getting Cheetor, Rat Trap, like... There's a lot of figures here that is kind of in the wheelhouse of, of some people sitting at the table here today. And so, Troy, I'm going to throw it to you first, man. I know yeah, man. Transformers hasn't been something that you've dipped into, but you seem to have a, a particular high amount of, of excitement for some of these reveals here in mm-hmm. in the Transformers space. Is this a line you know, with these reveals going a bit more to the Beast Wars and then also including, you know, we've got another Optimus Prime. We've got, you know, quite a Vertebraker. Like, there's quite a few really interesting Transformers here. Is this enough yeah. to get you to pull the trigger on some of these? Man. <laughs> it listen, begins. Like, this, this is not in my wheelhouse by any means. Like, Transform, like, I grew up, you know, 
basically through the 90s, born in the 80s, but really, like, you know, with my older brother, I would experience, like, the Transformers movie, you know, uh, Thundercats, He-Man, all that stuff. And I always thought it was cool. And I always had an appreciation for that stuff. But Beast Wars, Beasties in Canada, that was, like, that was my Transformers. Um, it wasn't very serialized. It was it was very story-driven, at least especially when you get into, like, season two and yeah. up. It was fantastic. It was groundbreaking the animation at that time too, alongside with the reboot. It was the same uh, studio, and I just fell in love with like the animals transforming into transformers. I've never been like the biggest car person, but at the same time, I've never been like the biggest dinosaur person. But there was something about seeing like Cheetor, uh, Maximize, and, and Optimus Primal transform. I loved it, and seeing good guys go bad, and I think bad guys go good. Yeah. Um, when this line dropped just the other day, I was like, this is a game changer. Cause I'm, I'm pretty good right now. Like I'm about to finish my power ranger line. I'm always <laughs> going to be diving deep into the black series and the Marvel legends, obviously. And then this thing came along. Like, what, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know what to do. So when I see this thing in person, it's going to just be a, a judge from there. Like if I see Cheetor live in box, I don't know, man. I I was talking back and forth with my wife. Like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's a total game changer. And, and and growing up, too, I never actually owned any of the figures except for Rat Trap. That's the only one I had. But I always had, like, um, just the biggest love for these uh, these toys in this line. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm probably going to have to – I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, man. But I really, really like what they're doing. I can't believe, like – it's never even crossed my mind that we'd come back to this line. I just thought it was just going to be a heavy Transformers line forever, not thinking that we're going to go eventually down to Beast Wars. But this is this is retro, I guess, which is kind of crazy to even think about that um, this line is actually pretty old. So I can't wait to see. But the figures alone look great. Um, Cheetor is my guy. That's that's my that's my favorite Transformer, or or I don't know Beasties. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, the accessories are going to be cool. I can't wait to see how they transform them. I think they even said, like, they went into the depths of, like, how, like, the animals actually move itself. So they put a lot of work into these things. And, um, yeah, man, I, I need to get I need to get Rat Trap. I need to get Optimus. I need to get Cheetor. Um, Rhinox, if they release Rhinox. Uh, Black, Black Arachnia. Yes. She's another one. She looks incredible. Yeah. Um, Dinobot, or is it Dino Rap, Raptor? Rap, I can't remember. Uh, Dinobot. Yeah, Dinobot. Yeah, yeah he, he's another one. He, he was cool, man. He was cool. He was kind of like the Vegeta in Beast Wars, if you're familiar <laughs> with Dragon Ball. So, yeah, I got to get my hands on these guys, man. I got to. I might have to. It's it, it's interesting. You know, I don't see myself jumping into this line. I do have an eye for this Megatron, this T-Rex Megatron. Like, oh. I kind of like the look of it. And I'm, I've always been a huge dinosaur guy and all that. And yeah. that's the one I look at. I'm like, eh, like could I could I get one? And just put it on display and just do one and done. <laughs> but we all know this is a very slippery slope. Like you guys, yeah. or like you, Troy, I should say. I, I grew up with Beasties. That was my Transformers. Those Transformers I was familiar with. And, you know, good friend Grabs here. He tried to watch it, and <laughs> he was having a hard time with it. It must be a bit of the nostalgia that uh, that we're living with there. Because it's one of those early CGI cartoons that I believe may be the same people that did a reboot. But it, yeah. it's along those same lines. And, yeah, some of that stuff doesn't age super well. Yeah, and uh, but it's interesting to see them going back to this. And from what I can gather from a very quick search, maybe I won't say this because I don't want to spoil anything. But I think this is kind of leaning into the idea of this war for Cybertron and what it's going to maybe potentially get to someday down the road. But Carlos, man, core class Optimus Prime. You know, you've been an '80s guy. You're an '80s Transformer diehard, right? Back in the day, 
and you know this some of this i don't know if some of this newer beasties type stuff interests you but you've you've had some of these in your hand and looked at them right even to the point where you've put it back and maybe had a slight amount of that uh plastic oh. regret <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well what's this what's this what are these reveals doing for you man is this increasing that regret are you okay to stand off some of this a little bit yeah like i i liked beast wars and beasties enough when i was a kid but i was always um frustrated that they never made that jump to be in the transformers that i know mm-hmm. and then once i reconciled that they were their own thing then it was like well I, i'm a i'm a hero guy but i love the dinosaur characters and they're all the bad guys so yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see myself messing with Beast Wars too much, and the kind of Netflix-based Transformer reveals—they weren't as good as the preceding figures. Mm-hmm. And like the Earthrise stuff, it looks to be, and especially with the trailer that they revealed at the event, um, this is kind of the the second chapter of the journey to Earth, and mm-hmm. it's going to involve the Quintessons quite a bit and a whole bunch of new characters. So I should be safe. Like the real danger for me with the Netflix Transformer lines is once they come to Earth and stuff like that sweet red alert that you see dropping the bombs in the trailer when that gets like the deco for like the fire department on it and stuff like that. Or when Wheeljack goes from being like the Cybertronian paint up to having the race car paint up and stuff like that. (laughs) So I'm just trying to stay strong on that stuff for now. Yeah, it, it's it's hard though, right? Because we're at this stage in in our our collecting careers, if you want to call them that. It's it's we've tried to focus so much, and it's becoming harder and harder to be a focused collector. It's becoming harder and harder to become a completist as well, unless mm-hmm. you indeed want to be divorced or out on the street, as Sanjay mentioned there. <laughs> and so it's amazing that Hasbro is providing this, but at the same time, it's kind of bittersweet. It's like ah. I want to get into this, but if I go one, then I got to go two, three, four. And then all of a sudden you've got 150 steelbooks behind you. And <laughs> yeah, one Transformers is tough because if you don't pull the trigger right away, it's like Hasbro has no mercy, man. Like those old ones are out and you got to wait for the next, next version or you got to pay the premium ticket on them. So yeah and that, that's yeah it's yeah that's it's as things cycle through the stores too it's if things go and they're cycling through quick yeah you're right you're not you're not going to see them again if you see yeah. them at all well, <laughs> like jetfire i had him in my hand the one time and i've never seen him before or since and i've never seen him on amazon again and i, I shed a tear yeah. <laughs> every every couple of days. I don't. And I've done that so many times, and it's so sad because like you remember where you saw it, and then you'll go back like weeks later when you finally convince yourself to pull the trigger, and it won't be there. And you're like, no, I know I saw it at like this Walmart, and like I know, know it's there. And then like you you look and you look and you're like, it's in my head. I know it's there, but it someone had picked it up, and you just you you just like it, it's it's a sad sad thing yeah, it happens to me all the time with movies i've gone to a store and saw the same figure five six times be like and then finally i'm ready to go back and pull the trigger and you get there and it's gone it's yeah. like come on like the like i hate it it's so bad but sometimes you got to do it and sorry man this this is the line that got you excited for 
for Hasbro PulseCon. This is a line that, that you actually got talking about here. So what is it about this line that intrigued you enough to make a, a small commitment to Troy about maybe maybe <laughs> tag teaming this and going on the hunt together? Yeah, man. Well, it was Grabs who like alerted me to this. I think he had like shout out all of us on Twitter. Mm. And I think like I was like in the morning, I was like kind of like half asleep, and I look, I was like, damn, that's actually really cool. Like, I'm normally not like a big like collector, but like growing up, much like you, Troy, I had an older brother who's like I think he's seven years older than me, so he grew up with all like the '80s Transformers, and when I grew up, you know, I was all into the Beast Beast Machines, Beast Wars, like Beasties, so. What I would do is like I got like a, I got the Beast Wars figures and I had my brother's old like 80s G1 I guess Transformers and I would just have like wars with them. It would it wouldn't be like Decepticons versus Autobots. It would be like the like the early 80s Transformers versus the Beast Machines or Beast Wars. So like it would be like Optimus Prime would be like fighting Optimus Prime but he would be like the truck guy versus like the the giant like gorilla guy or like um megatron the gun versus the the t-rex so man like so like it's so much nostalgia for me like look at these figures and like man like i i saw like my old optimus prime but that thing was beat to shit like that thing had been through some wars there was like hockey tape holding one of its arms together it was missing like the head you know the ape head in the front where you can transform it 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 was beat to shit so like if i see this in the store now granted i don't know how much this is going to be if this is going to be like over 50 bucks you know i might i might wait on it but if it's like at a reasonable price yeah i'll probably pull the trigger for the optimus primal like that is just a cool figure and it brings back so many memories that like i just can't help but get it and i'm right with you troy like i used to watch the show every every day with my family i think it was like every week with my family and and it was it was awesome man like i have nothing but good memories of this now i haven't seen this show in forever and um i think it's like pretty hard to find like the actual physical dvds of beast wars um but i know it probably doesn't hold up so you know seeing that they are doing like a you know a new version with the netflix series um and you know carlos you talking about that i probably will dip into like watching the netflix series as well just to get more transformers love and you know it's funny because like as you were talking i was like damn man i would really love to see these movies again but like in 4k like the live action ones and i was like did they even release them in 4k and i'm like trying to find them i'm like oh man they're really expensive now so i'll have to wait till they go on sale because like even like the live action movies like man i have some nostalgia to those too like i think they're old enough where we can have nostalgia (laughs) no no but digital 4k is not actual 4k it's not actual 4K. It's it's a lie. It's more like 3K. <laughs> I've I've watched some comparison videos and it's pretty close according <laughs> to some tuners. <laughs> it's not close. Like the problem is with the digital is you don't have the capacity in the space. You you know so they cut corners every now and then and you know the first scene or two they may look okay but when you get into the action we're talking like Michael Bay Transformers films. There's no comparison. It's like it's like, you know, like you get like one of those like order something from the website and then when it arrives from like wish.com or something, it looks nothing like that. That's what it kind of is. It's like, it's like <laughs> all I can think of you with that, the, the digital, <laughs> you, you kids with your digital, man. Get off my, 
Get off my Get land off my network. Blu-ray player. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> let's move on to some Joe. Let's go, Joe. And th- this line is another line that I'm, I'm definitely keeping my hands off of because it has real potential for, for deep, dark places. But I love that not only are they continuing this classified six-inch line, but like almost all Hasbro lines right now, they are doing a retro collection in the three three quarter inch with those vintage card backs, uh, lower POA, lower price point, but really meant to drag in the original collectors. We've seen this with Star Wars. We've seen this now with Marvel. We're going Joe. It's it's going to be something that Ghostbusters, another one we saw this year, right? That we're going to really see continue because i think people are having lots of fun with these retro lines because you know if you want to have something as an accent for display they're a nice talking piece in the nerd room they look cool i've got the vintage slimer now it looks cool but this joe line guys and i'm gonna really focus in on here on on troy and carlos here because i know carlos has told a few stories a few hunt stories where he may or may not had a desire to uh to, to maybe push over a young man or uh, stalk a man in a Toys R Us because they had a particular <laughs> figure in their hand. And and Troy, I know you picked up a Joe, I believe, yeah. this weekend, man. You you you, yeah. uh, you dipped your toe and maybe fell into the deep end here. So they had another great panel. I didn't watch all of the panel. I watched bits and pieces of it here. But uh, it, it was great because I live-tweeted the first day and I had grabs just pinging me. Boom, boom, boom. Check this out. Check this out. And his excitement got me excited for this Joe line and what they're doing. Because he was all over that pre-order. There, I think it was, what was it? It was the Cobra, right? Cobra Commander? King Cobra? Yeah, Something man. like that. Ooh, that, that exclusive. That and, the sna- and that Snake Eyes too. Beautiful yeah. figures. The box art, unbelievable. They went up on Hasbro Pulse. And he managed to get his hands on one. So I'm super excited for him there. But then they also started revealing his classified stuff and getting into and focusing really on um, a lot of the Cobra side of things. They got Cobra Viper, Firefly, an Infantry Trooper, and and Zartan. And so really building out this line, another four figures to add to what we already have. Carlos, like looking at these reveals and the the plastic anxiety that you've got and the hunt that you've been on for these, is is this classified line something that is is gonna get you you know knocking on my door one night saying dude i need a place to sleep because <laughs> my my order joe's came and all of a sudden i found myself my, the box of myself on the front porch <laughs> yeah it could very well be because it's just they are so tempting and every time i see them i pick them up and look at them thankfully i haven't come had hands on with one of the ones that i really want um and like the the gi joe's they're cool, but they're not as cool as the Cobra figures are. No. And I haven't been hands-on with any of those kind of thing, right? So I've had like Duke, Scarlet, Gung-Ho, Roadblock. Mm-hmm. Those ones were easy enough to put down, but I think like seeing that faceless mask of Cobra Commander or <laughs> and like Snake Eyes for sure. So like full disclosure, there was that the... Uh, made their special edition snake eyes available again for like a small window at PulseCon, So grabs gave me the heads up on that. And like, as we're like doing family pictures and driving around <laughs> and stuff, I'm trying to get in on the drop for that snake eyes, but I just, Love it. it was too hot and there was no, there was no way that that was happening out with the janky Cochrane Wi-Fi. So 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fail for me. So one like Snake Eyes continues to elude me, being the master ninja that he is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's some cool stuff. And then like that vintage line, it's oh, it's yeah. almost all about the card art. Like yeah, the 100%. the figures are whatever, but like that art is amazing. And that takes me right back to being a kid, like trying to carefully peel the bubbles off so that mm-hmm. I could keep those pictures intact and whatnot. So yeah, those are cool too. I, I think I'll be uh, all right with them because it's the, the Joes. I, I love the Joes, but they don't have nearly the pull that the transformers have for me. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, but, it's, yeah. it's right in that wheelhouse. So that eighties, nineties type of, and, Joe for me was a, a little early. Like I never fully got into that, but my cousins were really into that. And so I'm excited to live vicariously through, through them. Um, because I'm really stoking the fire over there. Like I, I maybe I am some weird toy dealer, man. Like <laughs> I'm over here like, Hey, Sanjay have this here. Cousins have this. And so it, it's been great to watch this and, and watch the excitement around it because Joe is one of the lines that's really taken off here in the last six, eight months. And them coming with this classified, the six inch stuff. It, it's one of, I, I, at least from what I can tell, it's one of the hotter figure lines right now um, in, in the Hasbro world, in that six-inch line. And and it's it's really cool to see that. Now, Troy, man, enlighten us a bit on your Joe experience here. Like, I, I saw you post a picture about dipping into the line. Is this a, a one-and-done? You know, looking at the reveals here, this retro line, is this something that you're gonna have to carve out a little space in the nerd room to uh, to make some room there to for some display? Yeah, well, yeah, about <laughs> those Joe lines. So the GI Joe <laughs> line, um, I've never been the biggest Joe guy, but like Carlos mentioned, I saw like the roadblock and I've seen um, Scarlet, I think it is, and I've seen um, I'm probably gonna get some trouble, but the Captain America looking guy, kind of guy, like, oh, Steve Duke, Rogers, Duke. Dude. Duke, yeah, yeah. So I've seen him. But there's that one day I was just, you know, walking around and I saw the Red Ninja and I was like, whoa, this thing's, this is, this is pretty cool. So I thought, you know, maybe I could like army build with these things and make up a cool like, um, like Daredevil versus the hand kind of piece with those mm. guys, right? And then um, later on, I'm like, no, this is actually really cool. And once I opened it up and like started like moving around and posing, I was like, I like this thing. And then this, this whole con dropped and I'm like, whoa, this is, this is scary territory. Like, I don't read these guys comics. I never grew up these things. This is dangerous. I can't get into this. And so um, I ended up having to do something else with that Red Ninja and just cut my ties. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't walk down this path. <laughs> so the Joe line is over for me. Um, but if I do see that Cobra Commander anywhere, like any kind, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to grab that guy probably. But apart from that, I'll, I have to walk away, man, before it's too late. I can't turn to the dark side, man. I oh, can't. Yeah. Pull the shoot. You know, when I yeah. saw you post that picture, I was like, oh, my like yeah. what what has he done here like yeah. this is uh this is dangerous territory cuz and I will I will compliment you cuz the one thing you are good at is is cutting ties it's like you know yeah. what you want and unlike most of us you can say okay I'm done at the four turtles where yeah. you yeah. look at me and I'm like I'm down this rabbit hole and I'm never getting out of it and uh <laughs> and you know and I think we can all live through grabs on this one it, it's been yes. a a great it's just a great story to watch unfold in front of us with Grab and his collecting, right? And I think, and I'd like to take a little credit as a group here on pulling him into the collecting world and and him and his excitement with the Joe stuff has just has just given me a lot of uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of personal excitement here to watch him kind of go over this. And a lot of people on Twitter, right? We've had some comments here and there about 
different people wanting to get into collecting, getting that itch and, and wondering, you know, is this feasible? Should I do this and all that? And, and I'll say one thing, guys, do what you love and, and do it responsibly at the end of the day, right? Is, uh, you know, here and there, these things come and go and they will be available down the line. Some's harder to get, but that's what we got the crew around here for, man. Everyone's can have eyes out, eyes peeled for these type of things. And, you know, we're all literally just a, a, a mailing address away. And so that like, that's the, the, the group that we have here. And the thing that I love about this is that everyone's collecting for everyone. And because everyone's got a slightly different niche here and we don't particularly fill this one here, but we can still appreciate the excitement and help out down the road. And, and I, and I love that about all this and, and seeing the excitement around this Joe line has just given me, you know, new people to bug about, Hey, you should get this and new gifts to buy. Cause that's one thing I love doing too, right? Is you see something cool. And, and everyone here has done it to various individuals around the community is like just gifting something small and say, I know you appreciate this and I know you'll love this. Here it is. And uh, that's what this Joe line does for me. I, I love it, guys. I love it. Oh, but uh, true, man, I got, I got to pick on you again here. Got to yeah, focus on, on our next line that we're looking at here. That's Power Rangers. Sure. And yeah, uh, man. You, you made a comment there earlier that uh, you're almost done the Power Rangers line. Yeah. And we had some reveals here that uh i've been curious about ever since i watched the reveal panel and the thing i've been curious about is power rangers going retro as well you know we talked about the joe marvel Star Wars. everyone's going retro and they're bringing back the power rangers with the flip heads yeah on the original card backs and they're (laughs) they're trying to suck you back in dude and the first four are the the retro red pink black and blue rangers yeah (laughs) <laughs> and so does does this do enough for you? You know, you did the six-inch stuff, correct? Yes. Yeah, the Lightning Collection. Yeah, the Lightning yeah. Collection, which has expand, been expanded a little bit here. But let's start with the retro yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. Does these four figures and the nostalgia that it's likely going to really pull on you there, is, is it enough to make you jump back into Rangers outside of the Lightning Collection? Yeah, definitely not. This is an easy, easy pass for me. <laughs> and you know what? My, one of my fondest figures was the Black Ranger. I had the, the original Black Ranger that would do the yeah. head flip, and I, I I lost him one time visiting Ontario. But um, yeah, you know, I have uh, I have the red one still uh, for my daughter, and I have the blue one as well for her. And um, so I see them around the house all the time. They're cool figures from back then, but I feel like what they're doing now, um, these figures never really aged as well as like the Kenner line was They're, to yeah, the Star Wars or the Power of the Force or even when you look at like the Secret Wars or the, the superpowers, you know, for the DC, right? Those figures aged pretty well and they had that charm to it. These guys, because their proportions were so weird and janky. The chest is huge. The, the chest is huge, right? You know, and um, they, they updated the face models, which is great, but it's something I'm going to easily pass on. It just doesn't really, doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. What about what about you, Sonny, man? Like you were like us, like right in the Power Ranger wheelhouse. And I remember these figures. You know, to be honest with you, if they did like a twelve inch, because I had the big ones, if they did kind of a retro toss back to those, I might grab like a Red Ranger or something. But like seeing some of these Power Ranger stuff, and I'm not sure how much you saw this, but being in the right age bracket for Power Rangers to be something that is significant enough on the nostalgia side of things. Is this a line that, that you would ever consider looking at? Just uh, even just a retro throwback? Just one fig, man. Come on. Give me something. No, here. like I still have the uh, the original. What were they? Like the 12 inch ones yeah, yeah. with them, like with their helmets on and oh, stuff. I like I still ones. have all those figures. Um, really? Not nearly mint. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but my daughters play with them. Like they love it. So like they have the pink ranger, red ranger, uh, white ranger, uh, blue ranger, all, all the rangers. So like they play with them all the time. And so for me, I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like I had them. I don't watch the show anymore. I don't really know much about it. Yeah. Like if, if I really was like, had the inkling i would probably dig through my mom's basement and just find like all the original stuff Man, you're so lucky that and then just like bring them out <laughs> <laughs> i i gotta like dig through like i found one i think it was like the white rangers vehicle it was like a tiger that like would transform i don't know whose that was but that's just been like in my basement and like my daughter's just been like playing with it i'm like i have no idea like i can't remember like what this thing is but it, it looks pretty cool so like Maybe one day I will go and find like all the OG stuff and bust them out and set them all up again. But nah, like th- this new line, nah, pass. not for you. Well, it's it's interesting because beyond the retro stuff, and I, I agree with you, Troy. I think this is maybe kind of the first. I, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say failure or anything like that, but it's they don't have that same, and I fully agree with you that that same pull as as the retro figures, even the Joes and all that. And even going back to the Marvel ones we're going to talk about here in a little bit, and you guys touched on last week, that it's like, wow, yeah, I need that. This doesn't do the same thing. It is interesting, and I do like this whole retro throwback that they're doing. Um, but maybe this is a step. Maybe they should have went almost retro 12-inch, because that's, that's where my fond memories sit, is with yeah. those big 12-inch figures, right? And the yes. box art and all that. Now, last thing here with this Lightning Collection, they're going to the monsters. Is a King Sphinx, King Sphinx and a pumpkin wrapper. I don't remember a pumpkin wrapper, but um, <laughs> is that something you're going to at least consider building at the line, or are you sticking just to the Rangers, just to that box you've yeah, created yourself? Yeah, yeah, just for the Rangers. I mean, it's cool that we got, um, I think it's like Goldar's brother, yeah. King, King things, yeah, uh, um, which is cool. But yeah, I guess all around with this line, um, the, pa- the, the Power Rangers was kind of a letdown. I mean, like we got like a re-release of the Green Ranger that's mm-hmm. been out forever um we released the pink ranger that's an exclusive yeah but it has like the metallic kind of shine from like the movies kind of and uh yeah there wasn't really much that uh that drew me in for this one uh, no. especially because i'm kind of closing the door anyways but um the villains i think it's a good idea though i think that's a really good look having the monster wave come out um oh. it's not for me but i think it's it's massive i think that's like a, a definitely a right step in the right direction going forward because you can expand so much from the putties because we've got like the z putties coming out yeah we've got the monsters coming out it's a good look man so i think that's really cool well and they can do so much with that and especially the detail you can put into the six inch series yeah. and like the monsters is like it's a freak of the week right and exactly. there's just so much you could do in that line yeah it's yeah, it's, 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 it's it's crazy uh troy you mentioned the movie i just want to give a shout out i was so blown away by how much i enjoyed that movie like I, I went into that with no expectations and I'm like, wow, this movie's actually like legitimately like a solid movie and I'm disappointed that we're not getting a sequel because it was honestly really well done. Oh, you're talking about the current one, like the, the latest one that came out. Yeah, yeah, like the latest Power oh, Ranger one. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, no, I was referring to the one based off like the nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like kind of okay. like the nineties movie slash TV series. But um uh, okay. yeah, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I did watch that oh, movie. Oh, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Turbo or whatever? Yeah, with Ivan. Oh, Nukes. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have that still somewhere. Apocalypse. Somewhere in like just the case say. I picked it up at Walmart, <laughs> like on DVD. But I, I maybe I gotta rewatch that one, but like the latest yeah. movie, fantastic. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it's a lot better than I thought. I, I think if they just I think the costumes were a little too Iron Man. For me, oh, but yeah, I mean, probably. if they scaled the, the the costumes back to just more simple, simplistic, 
Mm-hmm. I would have really enjoyed it a little bit more, but I really liked it for what it was. I thought the cast was cool. I think the effects were cool. Yeah. Uh, the teenagers were great. I, I liked it, man. I liked it. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. But, guys, moving on here. Let's, let's get yeah. – we have three lines to cover, and the last two are going to take a little bit of time. But the last one that – before we get into Star Wars Marvel here is Ghostbusters. Yeah. And, guys, we were supposed to have a movie already by now, Afterlife. We're all looking forward to that. It has been said, even by Ernie Hudson here at, at Hasbro PulseCon, I believe, that it is, yes, a direct follow-up to Ghostbusters 2. And uh, we reviewed Ghostbusters 1 quite a while back there, but you can check that out in the feed. But we're finally getting some insight as to what they're going to be bringing here. Now, they had two reveals. There was a, a retro throwback Kenner Ghost Popper roleplay, so it's just the gun, right, a Nerf gun in that. But the thing that blew me away and really started – me carving out space for eventual mm-hmm. more Ghostbusters stuff is the uh, Ghostbuster Plasma Series Ecto-1. And it is taking the appearance of the Ghostbusters Afterlife, what it's going to look like in there. And we've seen images of that, right? It looks a little bit more beaten up. It's got a, a 50 American price tag on it, so it's going to be upwards of 70 bucks here. But the detail on it, the look of it, it has nostalgia written all over it with a little bit of a wash on it. Man, I freaking love this reveal, and I'm definitely buying this thing. I, I got the old one. It's coming. My dad's got it. He's sending it to me, but I'm so pumped for this, and I got, like, I had decided literally, like, a week ago, okay, I'm going to play cool on the Ghostbuster stuff. It's not going to, I'm not going to display it. I got that one Slimer. I'm cool. I'll put it up on, like, my desk or wherever. That's it. They reveal this. I'm like, oh, man, do, do I have to go back and get those six-inch figures now? Like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and now I have Ghostbusters that are on display here. So <laughs> I don't know. Guys, Carlos, man, did, I, I don't know if you're – like you, you you clearly had a, a love and passion. This doesn't come with that uh, that Venkman uh, exclusive that you really want. <laughs> Uh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, as we all know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh like looking at this this Ecto one, man, it to me, like it's I you likely not dip it into this, but you could at least appreciate what they're doing here. Oh yeah. I to be honest, like even your excitement just in the Twitter feed and in the DMs supercharge it, but for me that was the coolest reveal of the show. Um it was just out of the blue and just so cool. And it's so cool to see Ecto-1 in plastic in 2020. Yeah, um, it's crazy. <laughs> in a fully new form. And and it's like the way that first trailer and the rollout has been for Afterlife, I don't know why, but I just didn't think that there'd be toys and stuff like that associated to it. I'm the same spot, so, man. <laughs> yeah, so this this was a cool thing. And, and I saw all those Plasma Series figures, if you need them. I know. Just, I, I saw them today. So <laughs> Mar- Marty's got do, them too. <laughs> yeah, you do need them to go with your with your Ghostbuster no, uh, Ecto-1 there. I, I don't. I don't. I, I can't, man. I I don't know what I'm doing here. I, it's, I'm, I'm just I'm playing it by ear on this one. But this Ecto-1 is definitely finding its way into the collection. What about you, Troy, man? You you dipped into yeah. the retro line when they released those, the card backs and all that. Yeah. Does, does the Ecto-1, seeing it in this form, the detail, and it playing a role in Ghostbusters Afterlife? Like, we had Jason Riemann walk out of the Ecto-1 to show the smaller version of the Ecto-1 <laughs> at PulseCon here. Like, yeah. Like, does this intrigue you enough to, to get you into this? Uh, no, no, I'm still good. Um, I think it's really cool. <laughs> this is why he's a great really collector. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. The, the thing I was only wondering is, um, 
is I know Carlos especially because he just recently picked up that sweet Batmobile that isn't technically meant to scale with McFarlane's, but it does scale with McFarlane's. This car here does it scale with the six inch? Like, will those figures fit in there? I don't or no? think so. It just right. I'm basing it on scale from hands, but yeah, that's like, what I was looking at. To me, like he's holding it in his hands, like you would. I it almost I almost thought it was like a three and three quarter inch thing. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Because I was like, are we getting a new three and three quarter line? Because that could be dangerous, yeah. you know, for that car. But. The Plasma Series is the six inch, so I don't know if yeah. they're because they do that with the Black Series. They did it with Legends, right? Where they they say three three quarter inch and six inch are part of that same line. So I don't know if we're getting a three and three quarter inch run of this because it definitely doesn't scale with the the six inch figures. Right. Right. But I think it looks great. The detail on that thing, it's such an iconic-looking vehicle. And, uh, you know, it's really a shame that we're just not getting this movie this oh, year. I know. I'm to gutted. To go along and see what's going on with that. Yeah. As much as we talk about missing Wonder Woman and Black Widow and a few of the other big tent poles, this yeah. one here was one that it was it was sleeping. But yeah. I think it would have blown up this year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see it eventually. But I'm, I agree. I'm gutted that we didn't get to see this this year because this would have yeah. played right into the revitalization of Ghostbusters for me as well. Exactly. Maybe, maybe it's yeah. a good thing that it didn't come out this year, just just purely for my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> what did you all think of the uh, the blaster? I thought the blaster was kind of weird just because as an adult collector, am I going to get this? I mean, it's one thing to do with the figures. Maybe are you going to put this up on the shelf? Like, it... Do you buy it for your kids, but the kids don't really know anything about Ghostbusters because there's no movie? I just kind of felt like that was a weird kind of release yeah, or like, move. I, I don't disagree with you. I almost feel like they're like, we got to release something, but we can't release yeah. everything. So here's two things. Yeah. But you're right. Like To me, it's something you buy, keep in package, and you put up on a display shelf. as like an accent piece to the collection. It's yeah. got the Kenner label on it. It looks like it did when it came out in whatever you know, the, the early eighties or whatever it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, you it doesn't, there's no significance to any kid other than it's another Nerf gun. Right. Exactly. And it's not even like one of the high end Nerf guns that you can get. And so it, it's almost like, it's just something that like, if I see it on deep discount, I'll probably grab it and just put it in the collection, just in box. Cool. Um, yeah. cause it'll, I think it'll look nice, but it's a Walmart exclusive. The Ecto one is a target exclusive. I'm hoping fingers crossed it ends up in Toys R Us up here. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see, guys. Cool. It's, it's exciting lines. And, you know, that, that gets us through kind of the what I would consider the expand the brand aspect of, of Hasbro Pulse console. A lot of really cool stuff there from these different franchises. But the heavy hitters here, guys, Marvel and Star Wars, there's a ton of reveals from both of these franchises. And we're going to focus in on Marvel here. And, wow, did they show a lot of legends. <laughs> 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 like, and from all over the place. And I'd say my only disappointment with Marvel is that I didn't get any MCU stuff, but I'm, I'm okay with that because of what they showed before and how my expanse of my room is going at this point in time. But <laughs> well, let's get into some of these reveals because I, I found it quite interesting, the, the breadth of figures that we were getting, and they're not concentrating on, on one particular thing. It's like we're pulling in all different aspects of Marvel, Marvel across the, the comic line here and even into the games because the first wave here is the Avengers Wave 2. Um, these are up for pre-order or were up for pre-order, but the first figure they revealed here in the Legends line is this stealth Captain America, unmasked with this kind of photo real head from the video game. And then pairing with that was the Atmosphere Iron Man armor with a sw- head swap uh, for the Tony Stark head as well. And so this cap is coming into my collection. I've got the original, never played the game, 
But Carlos, you yourself and Troy, you guys have been really playing this game, seeing these two suits and building out on the Avengers Wave 1. Is this something you're going to continue with here? Does this atmosphere... I think, Carlos, you said this is probably your, one of your favorite armors from the game. This kind of really blue is something you don't see a lot. Like This almost looks a bit more like a rescue armor. Um, but what, 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 what's your thoughts here on the first two figs that are released in that line? They're cool. Like that, that cap look was awesome. Like I didn't love the uh, Captain America suit that you start the game mm -hmm. with, but when he comes back around and that suit is revealed for the first time in the game, blew me away. And in fact, that's kind of like after you're done the game and whatnot, and you're just kind of dungeon crawling or playing online or whatever you can set your team up to look however they want and that's the suit that i have on my cap because i, I kind of like the, the mil military look with the tan straps and the and the boots and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. the combat boots I, I don't think i like it enough to get a figure like in that game thor is my guy so like when they bring the thunder maybe but uh <laughs> But yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool that they went with those two figs as the next figs. I think they're just kind of hanging out and waiting, which is nice for people to finish the game and so that they can see the reveals uh, that come out of the back end of the game because I think those are probably the coolest looks for the majority of the characters. Like, certainly Miss Marvel. That would be one that I'd definitely consider buying for my daughter is the look that she has at the end of the game kind of thing because it's it's super cool com compared to how she starts out kind of thing so that'd be one i'd look at or maybe even the hulk like i dig that i dig that look for the hulk at the end of the game and uh i, I, like like I, I don't want to yeah i don't want to take yeah. the title of man of spoilers away from sunjay so i'm just <laughs> carefully here. Hey, man, and even the widow's I look I, I dig anything lately read <laughs> <laughs> straight for mine we give enough <laughs> enough shit that he had to start reading for mine to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right but yeah no this line is cool like i i kind of like it i don't know that it would be anything i'd dip into maybe to do that tungsten thor that's been kind of my my jam that i've been hanging out with nightly um a dip and definitely that miss marvel i'd buy that one for mm -hmm. my kid for sure well, it'll be interesting to see how they how they blow this line up because and we're going to come back to you here in a second carlos because the build a figure for this line is something that uh i think piqued your interest troy we got these yeah, two man. figs, and then building on that in the second Avengers is yeah. a classic Falcon, a very well-timed Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. <laughs> we got <laughs> Thunderstrike, you know, pockets and all, Jocasta, which was very interesting. And yeah. then the Build-A-Figure for this is Joe Fix-It Hulk. Build-A-Figure. I love this Hulk. Yeah. It looks big. It's kind of, I think, got kingpin parts, so it's about that scale. So what did you think of this Avengers line, man? Man, hmm. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm Ooh. not feeling this one. I, I, um, you know what? I love the Kang. Kang is. Yeah, he looks. Cool. I've been, I've been dying for this guy to be in the MCU. I, I think he's one of the dopest villains out there. So I really like him, and I love that the the buck on him too. His body mold's a little different with their articulation. Uh, Falcon looks great. I've just never been a fan of that original Falcon costume. Mm -hmm. By like pound for pound, I can't knock the figure because it. it represents exactly where it should so he looks good i don't like the thunderstrike thor out of all the thors we have and thor's had a tough time in the marvel legends game i don't know why i know he's not technically thor he's like a different guy but i just i'm not feeling that look i think an ultimate thor would have been really really cool yeah. um the iron man i don't like at all I, i'm like i don't know why we didn't get like a black widow or we didn't get the kamala 
or I don't know anybody else. Um, the Captain America, though, I feel I I think Captain America is all right. I like the head the head sculpt on there. I like the black suit going on, and the Mister Fix It. I mean, come on, that's dope. Yeah, that's really really cool. It's it's um, it's a really weird line, right? Like, it is. there's not a lot of consistency. It's like it's kind of piecemealed together. Like, you go from Thunderstrike to Jocasta to yeah. video game Avengers to a classic Falcon. It doesn't see like usually they're somewhat themed. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm missing something here, but there doesn't seem to be a real. They call this an Avengers wave. Yeah. There's not a whole lot here <laughs> to really tie you to that title. It's no. kind of weird. <laughs> but Carlos, man, the Joe Fix It, and correct me if I'm wrong. It did. They did pique your your interest, correct? Oh man, <laughs> I love like I just love Mister Fix It as a character, and then like that figure awesome too so i'll be just counting down the days or probably years until they release him as a single pack because yeah i don't they've I don't been like any turning around those the... pretty quick though like you look at that kingpin and venom and a few others right they've been coming out with those deluxe ones not too long i would you know you might a year or two you might be right you might be able to piece this together on kajiji too <laughs> for you yeah if, if that's an option then maybe but yeah like i even made the comment to my wife kind of thing who's like really doesn't like hearing anything about marvel legends going on <laughs> but uh yeah i like mr fix was my jam like i i loved that character when he first came out like even when i was a kid reading those comics i'd act all cantankerous and and howdy <laughs> reading those comics so that's hilarious. yeah I'd, I'd love to have that dude in my collection yeah it, it does seem to be one of the standouts in that line and like you said, uh, probably waiting for that deluxe version as opposed to trying to piecemeal it together through $30 action figure purchases across a six-figure line. It's probably going to save you uh, a night on the couch or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let, let's talk oh, about yeah. 2021. So, the guys, that's, that's the 2020 stuff. So we should see that Avenger stuff here late fall into the winter, dropping likely into EB Games and a few other places. But 2021, they did some previewing for the first time of what we're going to see next in uh, in the following year and this is in the absence of course of the end of the mcu stuff but we got a spider-verse wave coming which contains a movie miles uh, a spider gwen uh, a build a figure stilt man which was interesting and a hand uh troop builder which was kind of cool and again another little bit of a misfit wave and i think there's a few others that they haven't revealed here and there there's a bad guy wave coming uh our, our bad guy uh, build a figure wave there's arcade jermamu We've got an Infinity Gauntlet 30th Anniversary Thanos, big deluxe Thanos coming. So it's a standalone release. I'm pretty excited about that. We've got some, uh, and Troy, you got to touch on this, man. We've got some uh, House of X powers of yeah. 10 figures revealed here with Moira, Professor X, and a white Magneto. And then going back to the Retro X-Men, we've got a, a Retro Gambit and a Retro Rogue. So really yes. building on those animated figures that throw back to the Toy Biz era. So all that considered, Troy, Spider-Verse yeah. to some of this Infinity Gauntlet stuff, and then, of course, into the X-Men, what, what, what's got you excited here about 2021 so far in the Marvel Legend world? Oh, pound for pound, House of X, Powers yeah. of Ten, whatever <laughs> I knew. you want to call I'm... it. Oh. I, you know, I, I mentioned it last episode. That was one of my biggest predictions. Like, man, I need that Magneto in that House of X costume. And same thing with Charles with that big Cerebro kind of helmet going on. And I'm so glad they delivered... Um, it's about time. They look great, man. Those things look so cool. The Miles and uh, Spider-Gwen or, you know, Spider-Ghost, whatever she goes by now, 
I uh, I dig it. I really dig it. Um, I was a little surprised that we got it. I thought they were kind of moving away from that line just because, you know, when the movie did come out, we did get that dual pack of those two together. But yeah. there are very weird, like, reproductions of waves that were already mm-hmm. re-released. Um, wasn't that, there wasn't so that swap-out head, was there, for Miles either? There was. Oh, there was. it was weird because, because the head looked nothing like the, co- okay. like the movie. So the movie had, like, the high top going on, and in the... Um, and the figure they gave us is just like a low fade. So I'm really glad they actually paid attention to the detail of what the character looked like mm-hmm. in the movie. And um, it's cool, man. I know Stu's excited too over there. So yeah. uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get my hands on those. Um, Thanos looks cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll be going after it because I'm, I'm pretty good with the Thanos that I have already. But I, I, I love it, man. I I dig what's in store for 2021. Definitely. Yeah, what, what about those, uh, those retro X-Men? The Gambit and Rogue. Oh, and of course. Of yeah. course, the retro <laughs> X-Men. So um, I, I was one of the lucky ones that actually did get my hands on the original Rogue. Um, super hard to come by. And it's really, really cool, especially for my man, Darth Goody, that he can now get his hands on this Rogue. Because this Rogue looks better than the one that was released. Um, they changed up her face, uh, changed up the hair, same body mold. The card back's cool, like you mentioned. It's that Toy Biz, mm-hmm. you know, 90s era. It looks great. The Gambit too. Same kind of thing. He's not too hard to come by now, but they did redo his face model. I think they uh, changed up his hair a little bit too. So I'm probably going to get my hands on that guy as well. Um, so I'm looking for one Gambit and two Rogues, just in case for <laughs> Darth. If he can't get his hands, I got you. So I'll be looking on the line for that, man. But um, I love it, man. I love what they've been doing going back to this Toy, Boy, Toy Biz era. Um, you know, they tried doing that that vintage line before where we had like the white card backs, which were cool. But we saw them get discontinued, well, discounted for 11 bucks. But I feel them now touching on like the Spider-Man 90 yeah. series. This is a little more focused and it's a little bit more of what probably the collector wants just for the card it's itself. Um, so I love it, man. I can't wait to see us. We'll probably get a re-release of the Jim Lee 90 Cyclops. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll probably get like a, a, a cool looking Wolverine. Um, maybe even an Iceman, a better looking Iceman. Nightcrawler. I mean, it's endless, man, what you can do with the animated uh, X-Men line. So yeah. I really like it, man super super hyped for that yeah I, when i saw that that house of x power of 10 stuff dropping i was like i was freaking out because i was like i'm <laughs> like i'm live tweeting and i'm tagging troy in it being like dude check this out i don't you i know you're working but check it out <laughs> so i, yeah, I agree man. with you man the infinity gone 30th anniversary deluxe thanos you know I'm a, I'm a thanos collector and i love love what they what they transformed the infinity gauntlet into into film but i also love the original comic book series and, yeah. and the follow-on stuff too. It's it's one that I go back to about once a year. I've got all the single issues. I've got trades of it. Like it's one of the few events that I revisit on a yearly or annual basis. Like I really really do enjoy it, and I like that they're doing some celebratory stuff for for that. And so maybe we'll see some other figures from that line. It does say standalone release, but fingers crossed they do a little bit more with that. So Carlos, man, I, I kind of wrapped off here a, a good chunk of Marvel Legends, and uh, any of these that are are going to find their way into into the collection yeah like i have to get my hands on that gambit for sure because like they released that other gambit in that last x-men waiver the one before but he was he was like stacked deep everywhere and i'd kind of hummed and hawed about him and then to be honest like i got so sick of seeing him looking for other stuff that <laughs> i got turned off on that one but gambit's always been my guy with x-men so i and to have it on that retro card is going to be amazing so That'll be one. And then, like, I sent my daughter the pictures of the Gwen and the 
miles when you were tweeting them out and right away i get this text back from her saying oh my god we have to get these can you ask troy to find them for me (laughs) (laughs) amazing (laughs) yeah so yeah man craven craven craven's gotta be on the prowl and then yeah like you hear her audibly gasp when she starts looking at the pictures. Like she's upstairs and I'm just on the main floor. You hear her audibly gasp because she's looking at these pictures and she notices that Spider Ham comes with mm-hmm. Gwen. And uh yeah, as soon as she picked up on on Hamboy being there, like that took it from a Troy's gotta go on the hunt to I don't care if you have to go on eBay, this thing has to come home kind of That's thing. Awesome. So, I love that yeah, she's in those two... Troy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those two for sure. And like right away, and then she comes downstairs. She's like, "Where's Peter? Like, are they doing Peter? Like, where, where did you get the picture of Peter? Let me see Peter." It's yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, uh, I'm not Hasbro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If you get that uh, that Peter, the, like the seasoned one, um, yeah, that's great. So they're cool. missing a couple of figures from this Spider Verse wave. They've called it, and they've got a few misfits like Stiltman and, and uh, Hand Ninja in there as a troop builder, but. I'm hoping that they fill the the next two figures out with uh, potentially a couple more movie figures from Spider Verse. Yeah. Well, if they do Peter and then Spider Man Noir, and then like you got to do Penny Parker as mm-hmm. Penny Parker as a build a figure, that'd be actually really cool. They, yeah. Well, they did her. They did the build a figure for not her. Sorry, they did the other one. What's the big sentient one that um like the Japanese Spider Man would like summon? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're okay. mean. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm talking the about mech or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, but she has another one, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. she has like the she little has... like spider droid thing that she sits in. Right, right. That's right. That's right. That'd be a yeah. You're right. That'd be a cool build figure for sure. Because if they did four, they could do like the pod as one, the like the left side legs, right side legs, and then do her as like the fourth piece, right? And then if you have a piece with each of the four other Spider Verse characters. Mm-hmm. That'd give you a thing. It'd even be cool if they just like made her with like the little spider. Yeah, it's oh, there's so much they could do with that line. It's a, it's crazy. Ah, oh, so much great stuff coming in 2021. And and one last thing I want to touch on here before we move to Star Wars is, of course, the retro stuff. You guys kind of detailed this, and I was completely oblivious to this happening. But then when I saw them pop up here, I was like, I need these. I have to have these. Yeah. So we've got an Iron Man, Cyclops, Black Panther, Captain America, Spider Man, and Electro coming in the retro three 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 quarter inch so finally going back to three three quarter inch marvel stuff which they veered away from for quite some time for like five years now i think before when the marvel universe end line did originally there and so it's cool to see them going back here some exclusives they're gonna hit retail i'm pumped about these i'm definitely getting at a minimum the captain america black panther and iron man and then we'll see from there um to try to for me at least is try to just keep this a little bit more focused in avengers world but uh but carlos troy man you guys got to be loving what you're seeing here and i know you guys were hyped about these even before and now seeing them revealed woof, man i tell you officially revealed it's it looks like again something that it's hitting the right nostalgia tone that we wanted to yeah and they come dual packed right yeah i think yeah. for the hasbro pulse Orders are dual packed, and I think they'll be single packed later on. I'm not 100% on that though. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll be honest. Like I almost pulled the trigger on them. So I was on their shopping, and I was like, because they had like the set that you could buy, mm-hmm. 
and I was like, well, why is the math off for like buying the set versus just buying the the three dual packs individually? And uh, so I start poking around, and I'm kind of frantic because I'm thinking that these are going to sell out right away. But then I saw that they already had like a variant of the Black Panther. Yeah, it's like a metallic a, chase. Yeah, and a variant of Iron Man that you get when you buy bought like the set of them. Mm. And it kind of turned me off, like the whole prospect of them. I was like, "Oh, I see what you dirty buggers are doing with this line," <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't, I ain't hearing it. So, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Like, it is pretty tempting, like that they are going back to like that kind of Secret Wars era figure, but because they've got the Kenner mess going, it's like they co-opted the superpowers thing yeah. with mm-hmm. the packaging. So it's mm-hmm. like. Taylor made these stupid figures for me, so yeah, I think I got it. Like, it's, it's it, they're so tempting. And, and Troy, they've got Slim in there, they've got Spider Man. Oh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. First of all, I got, I got to give it up for the box art. The box yeah. art is might be some of the best I've seen. It's yeah. it's unreal how well they look. Um, when I was listening to one of the interviews, it's kind of cool how they broke it down that with these dual packs, they're treating them as like a what if. It's like, what if you saw Cyclops and Iron Man, which is something you never see. You never see those two team up. So you're kind of treating it like that a little bit, which I thought would have been kind of cool if they just called the line, like, you know, Marvel's what if. Yeah. But um, besides that, man, these things, I, when I was watching the video, these things out of box were just like mind blowing. And I've never been the biggest three and three quarter guys, but there's something really cool, kind of like the, you know, the original Star Wars Kenner line. When you see these guys, especially with the detail now what they're doing with them so they're, they're still simplistic but like they look pretty good these these little marvel legends or you know three point you know three and three quarter figures but um you know seeing cat two with the shield that just clips on his arm they do have like wrist articulation as opposed to like the normal three and three quarters don't mm-hmm. um i don't know man i i, I you know, before I saw the Beast Wars announcement, I was like, I'm definitely getting this line. But then the Beast Wars was kind of like, well, it's like it's one or the other. You know, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. But um, I'm interested to see if it's gonna go the single line route. I would, I would like that, so then I can really pick and choose. Yeah. I don't really want to have to get a Spider-Man and then have Electro. Like it's cool, but I, I like collecting more of like the good guys across the board. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird that you have like good guys and you got Spider-Man with one baddie. It's kind of a little weird. Especially with all like you know, it would have been cool if even as like Prowler, like Spider-Man and Prowler would have been kind of neat. Especially seeing Prowler in like a three and three quarter kind of scale. But um, all around, man, I don't know. I think I I might have to get these things. They just look way too cool. That that Captain America and Black yeah, Panther, 100%. especially like that original Black Panther, because he's kind of like gray and blue yeah, instead of lo- just being yeah. blacked out. Like, come on, he looks so cool. And and then the box art looks fantastic. Um, I think they said if you did happen to get your hands on them uh, pre-order-wise off of Hasbro Pulse, they're uh, they're unpunched. So yes, you they get, did say that, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. And they assure you that it will be delivered in, like, mint condition. Like, they've, they've teamed up with somebody mm. that's going to deliver it without any box damage. So that's really cool on their part to go through with it. I think it's definitely, you know, up anybody's alley here listening to. It's 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 really fantastic what they're doing. I just... um. It's just making it hard on these streets, man. It's making it really it hard on these streets right now. And it's gonna crazy. get. It's about to get more hard, man. Because yeah. Star Wars here, like we're we're here at the one of the the big heavy hitters with uh, with Star Wars yeah. guys. We're gonna go maybe a little bit long here this evening, but we had a lot to cover with, with Hasbro PulseCon here. But they Star Wars showed off a ton of new stuff too, and their panel was fantastic. It was probably my favorite panel of the that and Marvel. Marvel did really well too. 
But, uh, you know, notwithstanding the Vengeance Collection, which they announced an Attack of the Clones Anakin, an Amidala, a Battle Droid, a Rex, and they dipped into the Mandalorian line with an Incinerator Trooper, they, they really started to expand the Black Series line. We got this new card back, this new gorgeous card art. They're, 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 they've got a color template that goes with each movie that is great. And they're all over the place with the reveals, which is I love about the Black Series, is that they're kind of continuing to explore all eras of Star Wars. And we even got a, a Rise of Skywalker figure announced, which was which was crazy because I thought that line was dead. <laughs> but uh, we got a fo- Phase 1 clone trooper. And we're going to talk about this in a minute, Troy, because your troop build, man, this is a Phase 1 clone. This goes way back to the original orange card back that is is damn near impossible to get. We've got my favorite reveal of the entire convention, which is a deluxe Jar Jar Binks. I'm so happy that they did this. Like, this is for sure landing in the nerd room when this drops. We've got a deluxe, another Boba Fett, Return of the Jedi Boba Fett, with a a whole bunch of new accessories, including a removal backpack, a gun that's cut in half. The the, uh, cape itself is a bit more molded. We've got a rocket-firing backpack. And it's got that Return of the Jedi look. So interesting, but yet another Boba Fett Dark Side Ray. I mentioned a, a Rise of Skywalker figure. And apparently, I didn't see any of this, but Kyle was telling me that he's in a couple of Facebook groups. And apparently, people are flipping out about this actually being a figure. Like in, in a negative way, which I don't oh, understand. Really? I mean, to me, it's just like you don't like it, don't, don't buy it. Like it's fine. <laughs> a lot of pegworm for all I care. But uh, we got, uh, and then we go into the Mandalorian stuff, which uh, intrigues me because it's it's a line that I'm trying to build out here. We got an Incinerator Trooper, and we've got the armor, which was meant to be a, a celebration exclusive, but we will see it in the main line, which is is pretty exciting, and I'm I'm very happy about. And uh, let's start there. We've got the archive line and a few other reveals to to get through. But Troy, man, what's yeah. what are you thinking about this black line or black series? I should say this line, and as it's building out to both dip into the prequel era sequel yeah. and ot we're getting across the board here which i love the diversity that we're seeing what, what's yeah. what's the figure you're most excited about here and how do you feel about some of these deluxe figures that are going for like a 44 dollar price point something up there which is which is a lot <laughs> oh man well first of all i mean i'm starting with the the deluxe that that uh jar jar binks wow mm-hmm. wow he looks good, man. Like, it's a deluxe figure, so I'm going to hold out to they release him as a single, which I'm sure they all do. They do it with pretty much all the other ones. Um, he looks fantastic. I had no idea he's going to be that hefty in price when I saw him online. Yeah, a bit much for so just like, a shield. Yeah, <laughs> for just a shield, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, we still don't think so. But um, <laughs> I, I definitely uh, definitely will find him eventually. Um, you said the armor, right? The blacksmith from... Yeah, the armor, the yeah. Blacksmith? wow yeah that looks so good she looks awesome so i definitely gotta you know i gotta find her as well we knew about um commander cody already yeah. being released in the archive line yeah, but yeah. it's cool to see it um it's actually a pretty decent archive line the, yeah the, the archive kind of questionable yeah it's yeah you got thrawn you've got a hoth luke commander cody and you've got a hoth han yeah i would have preferred yeah. for them to stay a bit away from empire strikes back to be honest with you because we've got a yeah. lot of that stuff recently and the thrawn it's not that old of a figure. It's not that hard yeah. to get. Um, yeah. The Cody Cool, yeah, it's a hard, much harder figure to get. But the other three, I'm like, yeah. eh. Like, I get that both of those figures, the Hoth figures, were released with uh, the Beast, so one with a Wampa, one with a Tauntaun, which I do have both yeah. of those figures. Actually, I have all the archives. So the, the most interesting part was the 50th anniversary logo they got on them. 
uh, from yeah. from Lucasfilm. So they're doing something there, and they're a bit mm-hmm. cagey about that. But uh, but yeah, but what about this Boba Fett man? A- another Boba Fett in the Clone Trooper <laughs> as well too. Well, the accessory that yeah. uh, Boba comes with—that's that's pretty cool. It's the Return of the Jedi look. Um, like you mentioned, it has like the the gun cut in half. I think yeah. too. Right, which is uh, that's a cool look, man. Um, I just I think I'm done with Boba. I mean, unless we get something new coming out of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. if he does return, I think that will be the time to really get something different from the character. Because as of right now, it's just it's the same same look. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm not a vintage collector, but when I saw that vintage line released of uh, Amadala, I was like, yeah. shoot, that would have looked so good and six inch scale like why have we not gotten more pat i think we've only gotten one padme figure we've never we haven't but, gotten an amidala like we haven't gotten a like a, a proper queen right queen. we've gotten exactly. like her as like with that rip thing from attack of the clones and all that but yeah um nothing with the big flamboyant looking dresses and all that which would be so cool it would be amazing that was a such scale. a big look that she had in yeah. uh, in the movie there so that would be really neat but no i think probably the biggest ones for me is um i mean commander commander cody i voted for that guy so i'm glad to see he came through um yeah the, the blacksmith from mandalorian this clone and and, and yeah the clone man oh let, let the building begin i'm so, so glad we got those guys they're probably gonna be pretty hard i think i saw a lot of those things sold out pretty fast so um i'm hoping we get a fair share over here in canada at eb games because I, I honestly i'll probably grab like six of those things i just i think they're such a cool look they're the best uh the best troopers out there they're way better than a stormtrooper when it comes <laughs> to aim and design um but yeah man I, I i was i was pretty impressed um i don't i don't really get the hate for ray i mean i Me get neither. it she was um she wasn't in the movie much but i mean there's so many figures we've gone what was that one figure in uh what was it force awakens that uh, oh um zuvio guard Zu- yeah yeah zuvio yeah right yeah like, n- never even showed up in the movie <laughs> Never even showed up, and, and he got an action figure. So I don't, I don't get the hate. The one thing I will say with that figure, though, is it would have been cool if we got her with the teeth, because when you see her, that's what everyone you know, remembers her face having like the Sith kind of teeth, like the, yeah. like the biting, the sharp teeth. So that would have been kind of cool. But um, I think she looks like a decent design. I like the lightsaber that she yeah. has going on, and um, the, the, yeah, I mean, the design looks great. I think it was just a uh, a rendering of it. Like it's not. They haven't actually produced the figure at all. It's just kind of showing yeah. this off. And the the great thing about collecting guys is something you don't like. You don't have to buy it. Same with the movie. Exactly. And you don't have to, if you don't like it, you don't have to see it again ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can let this um, thing peg warm and go down half price, and then I'll pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see just you know from the rise of Skywalker, man. I just need um I need one Poe and one Finn. I know. I mean, come Where's on. these two we're, figures? We're, those two had like the biggest change in design they in that movie. Finally changed their movie. look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want those two that's all i want that's all yeah, i ask i'm with you there. Uh, all, all i have to offer you is Jana. if you want Jana, i can tell you where you can yeah. get I got all her. janice I got her. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that figure Jana, it's a great figure 12 12 bucks on amazon right now <laughs> oh there's so many of them like, you have in ceremony luke hunt. right when you're when you're looking for these man oh. figs <laughs> those are the only two figures anywhere yeah that's all you get uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this is—I gotta get everyone's comment. I don't know if you saw this or not, or Sanjay. Sanjay's still here, by the way, guys. Is uh, <laughs> the um, the most interesting reveal from Star Wars has to be the holiday edition troopers. Oh. <laughs> you know, I- I'm a sucker 
for for holiday edition Star Wars stuff. I've got all the Funkos and the I get the Lego calendars and all this stuff. I really enjoy it. So I'm a, I'm a very festive guy. I love that 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 season, and I love when it's kind of mixed up in in the franchise that I love. And to be honest with you, these things look ridiculous. <laughs> like, and it was funny because as they're going through this description on on PulseCon. They're saying that they really struggled with Lucasfilm to get them to approve these. Lucasfilm was <laughs> extremely resistant, being like, these aren't going to sell. No one's going to buy these. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do, because you've got kind of the Sith Trooper, a, a Snow Trooper, a Range Trooper, a, snow tro- or a Storm Trooper, and they've got them all decaled up, red, green, got the whole Santa-looking thing. you got Porgs and Babu Frick and, and all that. And to be honest with you guys, like, I'm kind of into it, <laughs> but it's like 35 bucks a figure. They're considered exclusives up here because they're rolling them out. There's like a Target exclusive, Amazon, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And that's the thing that's turned me off them is the price. Like, if I can find them discounted somewhere, I'll pick them up and I may grab one of them just because they're ridiculous. But, like, did, like, these things, Troy. I, I don't really don't like. I like. I like the concept, and I like where they're at. But give me these for twenty bucks. Like I don't need to pay thirty five dollars for these things, right? Like, make it a holiday edition. Even cut back the articulation on some of these. I don't care. Yeah. If you want to get something like this across, it can't be like like it's near a deluxe price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. Like it's you know if this was like. I say even uh, Last Jedi era of marketing, you know, coming up to Christmas time when the movies were hitting, then this would have made sense for me to see these figures mm-hmm. done in this design without getting a Star Wars movie coming up even in December, obviously. And um, it's just very, I don't know, left field for me. I, I don't, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I could see why people like it. I think the price point is just a little ridiculous though for what you're getting. It's um, it's a little questionable. Um yeah, I don't know what I can really add to these ones. It's, it's. I, I had no idea. This is not on my radar by any means. I, I've never seen anything like this when it comes to figurines. I mean, obviously, you know, when you get ornaments, um, yeah, it's got I'm a sure real like do these things too. I'm sure, right? Hallmark but, feel but, to it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> he's like at your local Hallmark, man. pick these up because they do those drops right at Christmas time, and I, I love stuff yeah. like that, and I yeah. love stores ornaments and all that. Yeah. This not what I'm looking at. I don't know. Like Carl, like do you have any opinion on this, man? Uh, you know, like I didn't love the design work that they did with the troopers. Like it just seemed kind of like random. It's like a bit haphazard, yeah. Application of the pinks yeah. or the reds and greens, sorry. Um, where they didn't try and convey a look. The things that I loved is I loved the accessory characters. Like if I could buy a pack, like I'd pay the 30 bucks to get my oldest a pack with like the babu frick and the dio and the porg mm. and and whatnot like i i love those and i thought that they got creative with them and they did what they should have done with the main figures where they like did the rudolph thing and added the nose and the antlers to dio and stuff but yeah the the actual troopers it, it seemed weird like it was just like Something you'd see at the Thorncliffe Community Flea Market, where some <laughs> some lady found her kids' figures and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make them Christmassy," and yeah. you just watch. Well, and it's like the the do and all that. That's very reminiscent of what they do with the Lego stuff. 
Yes. Is that they add a nose, a hat to a figure, right? They, you know, put light, their Christmas lights are, adds the, the bandolier across Chewbacca, stuff like that, right? And even the, you look at some of the pops that they've done, they've just fitted Thanos with an ugly sweater. And it, it kind of doesn't look too out of place, but it gets the point across. And I, and I really like stuff like that. But these ones, I don't know. Maybe the Range Trooper, it's the most consistent looking. It's kind of like the Santa Claus look where he's got mm. kind of the white and red and it's a bit applied with a bit more of a pattern to it. And they went with the ugly sweaters and I, I know what they're getting at and I think it's kind of cool, but the price point is a big deterrent for me here. It's tough. It, it, it's a tough one. Like you look at relative to like the armor and the Boba Fett and all this stuff that they're doing is like, this is, this is a step in a direction that I think is an interesting experiment. And I like that they're experimenting with this kind of stuff. But maybe, maybe not. I'm hoping to get these on deep, deep, deep discount at some point. If I can find these things for a reasonable, like, half over half price, or under half price, I should say, I'll be probably pulling the trigger on these guys. <laughs> but uh, last thing here, guys, that we're going we're gonna to talk about before we, we, we wrap this one up. This has been a bit of a long one, guys, I know, but there's so much revealed here. And, and none of us really, at least as far as I know, subscribe to the HasLab stuff. I'm waiting for something big to come out in the MCU space here, but we've had the sail barge. We had the Unicron. Both of those were over $500 US. And these are the, uh, what do you call it? Um, like the crowdfunded type of, of things where they're not just producing these things. They are producing highly detailed items that you basically pay up front and they produce that amount. And they recently did the Sentinel. Those are on the $350 price range, which was, uh, I, we know people that bought two of them. And so that seemed to be about the sweet spot on price. And the Razor Crest was announced at Hasbro PulseCon as being the next HasLab experiment. This is vintage collection scaled, and it's already at 8,000 backers at that $350 price point. They have some wild zooms and, and detailed views of this thing. It's incredible looking. And I know none of us here are going to be pulling it, but, but Troy, i got to get your insight on what they're doing here and the detail that they're applying to this HasLab stuff. This is for three and three quarter. This yeah. One? Yeah. It's perfectly scale for that. Yeah. So it's a, it's wow. a big, big item. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, Mandalorian's a hot thing right now. Uh, that makes sense. I didn't know. Is there, um, I know, well, I mean, I guess if there's a Cara Dune three and three quarter, there is a Mandalorian three and three quarter, obviously figure. Yeah. On too. the vintage card yeah. back. Yeah. There is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty interesting, man. Um, I did see like the 3D kind of rendering model, like yeah. there's no color applied or anything like that to it, and it looked cool. Um, I really like actually what Hasbro's been doing or Haslab's been doing yeah, for the agreed. things like the Sentinel and this going on. And um, I'm just waiting one day for us to get that Galactus. I don't know if I'll ever participate in these things, but it's something I definitely do not knock. I really actually like what they're doing. It's you know the fans really speak for it for themselves and they pay yeah. for it themselves, and um, it's a win-win for both for the for the for the company and for the fans and um i can't wait to see what they do down the road if they'll ever get something massive for a six inch scale i mean that would be pretty huge um but yeah man i just gotta wait and see more photos of what this whole thing is gonna look like but i i love this concept of this idea of what they're doing yeah it's pretty cool i agree the Haslab is the way to go with stuff like this i think they've probably been burned a few times on some of the scaled things, right? Like you remember the TIE yeah. fighter that I pulled the trigger on here <laughs> and, and, and a few others. And so um, it's, it's crazy interesting to see what they're doing, what they're cooking at HasLab and spreading it across 
the different franchises is really cool with Transformers, Star Wars, and Marvel all getting a HasLab project. And they're going to continue with this because it's already been backed. It's already got 8,000 backers. And they're moving into kind of the reveals, the different tiers you get with different backers. And they just revealed that there's going to be a three, three quarter inch carded child figure that I think Carlos is probably gonna have to buy for, uh, for his young ones there. And he's going to have to spend the th- tiny $400 three quarter inch. Like how small is that? Thing yeah. Gonna be? It's going to be like the, <laughs> the, the black series one. You can barely see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like a Lego stud. It is hundred <laughs> percent. So guys that, that wraps it up for, for Hasbro PulseCon. It was an immense two days. And you can tell from the length of this podcast that there was a lot to get through there. And it, it's, it's crazy to see, what they're doing in the collecting world, they're focused collecting. And you know, all this was for collectors guys. Like there's some toys here, but I think for the most part, this is a very collectors focused convention. And I can appreciate that because they're looking directly at us at the nerd room here, guys. So this was great talking about this, summarizing it all. And we're going to be back at our regular schedule program. If you can call it that with some news bits, we've got a lot of news to catch up on here, casting and everything. We got Hawkman, we've got She-Hulk. There's, there's all kinds of amazing, great stuff happening in the film and TV worlds in these franchises that we do cover. And guys, we're going to get back at it here. We're going to talk next week about our retro film review. We've selected the films. They're going to go up. We're going to talk about them a little bit for our next review. And we've got some stuff cooking up here for the winter months as we fall into this deep, dark winter, especially up here in Canada when it starts to get a bit colder out. And it's going to be a quiet winter, guys, I think. So we're going to have lots of content coming at you guys. Toys, news, reviews, everything, guys, across the board. Look for us over on Twitter. If you want to be a bigger part of this, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net. Like I said, Twitter our handles at the end of the episode. Always looking to discuss toys and more. Give us a ring. Give us a ping on Twitter over there. And uh, what else we got here? Instagram at the nerdrm, of course. Hit us up there to follow some of the hunt stuff and what we're putting up there. Been lagging a little bit, but we're going to get back at it here in the not-too-distant future. And the last thing, big shout-out to man Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast over at motion14.com. Over there and check out everything that he and all the other endorsed podcasts are doing. Okay, guys, it's been a crazy week of toys, and we got lots to discuss next <laughs> week. So we will see you guys very, very soon. And Sanjay, thank you so much for really enjoying <laughs> this conversation. It's uh, oh, I know sometimes yeah. we we veer into different I spaces. So here. much. <laughs> hey, man. I added so much. We you appreciate take a shot you. Every time I every time I talk, and you'll be sober. Every day, every day. (laughs) All right, guys, until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.